The focus today is on teaching. We hear that Jesus come, came riding into Jerusalem. He comes riding into our hearts to bring us forgiveness. And those are the things that little Frankie is going to hear in the next few years until she's able to one day stand up here in front of you guys in a quick 13, 14 years to go by so fast. And you'll say, oh, I remember. I remember on Palm Sunday when she came. So what are we going to teach her in between now and those days? What does Carly and Jason have to say to her and her grandparents and godparents, everybody, we as a church? I think the best thing we can do is tell her about what God does for us and it gives us forgiveness, complete forgiveness. And this morning I, I want to talk to you out of that, out of Psalm 130 that we read for the call to worship. If you, would, uh, if you would go home and digest that scripture, you would find some powerful things there. And all, all it talks about is God's forgiveness and his over-the-hill way of taking care of our problems. And if you listen to it really closely, you'll hear, just like most of us, this psalmist starts it out with, out of the depths I cried. Out of the depths. He's, he's, in, he's in terrible straits. Now, we don't know who wrote it. It might have been Hezekiah. It might have been David. Who cares? Somebody was just like us, stuck in their sin. <laughs> and couldn't get out of it. And it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And finally, out of the depths of our, you know, about 51, 54 years ago, out of the depths of my sin, out of the depths of everything that was going on in my life, I cried out. Cried out and said, Lord, hear my voice. <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying. I need your help. And I finally turned to him, and then he responded to me in the depths of my, my anguish and my pain and my misery and my lostness, my soon-coming death. And I was in dire straits, and most of the time that's when we cry out to God, when there's no other venue to go, no other way that we can go. Then we finally cry out of the depths of God, out of the depths of our life, and say, hey, God, I need your help. I need your help right now. And then this Psalm 130, there's so many things in here, uh, and we could, we could spend uh, days on each one of these things I'm going to share with you. But I want to share with you three things that are almost, it's almost too good to be true. But I'm going to share with you that it is good to be true, and it is completely true this morning, okay? So these are the things I think that, that uh, I hope that we all hear but this morning we're thinking this is the focus for Carly or for um, Frankie, and um, and uh, Carly and Jason will be doing this, and every all of us will be focusing this way. There's some characteristics about God in here that I want us to grab a hold of. And the first one is this: Are you ready? When God can, forgives us, here's the great thing: He keeps no record. He keeps no record. Now, do they still have it in school? Do they have a permanent record at Keystone? Yeah. They have a permanent record yet? I thought about that, that God keeps no permanent record. He, he, he doesn't do it. And I thought about that and I thought, geez, probably down in the, the archives of United Local School System, there's a great big manila envelope, probably real thick. <laughs> Maybe there's two of them, real thick, you know? 
Uh, I'm sure there's one down there on that permanent record because I heard that all the time. When I stood before Judge Tobin in Carroll County Courthouse, uh, he would always say, you know, you know this is going on your permanent record. So I'm sure in Carroll County there's something there too on, on my permanent record uh, that never goes away, you know? And then, and then, oh gosh, I just came to my mind. And then there's that whole thing about uh, Orange County, California. You know, it was about six months after Phyllis and I were married. I don't know if I told you this or not, I probably did. Jerry would say that's the third time you told us. <laughs> I, I got, we got a letter from Orange County, California, begging us to come back so they could arrest me. And Phyllis Ann was panicked. She, she said, what the heck are we going to do if they're after you like that? And I said, don't worry, honey, we're not going back to Orange County. <laughs> it's been... It's been 52 years. We haven't went back. They're not. They're still. That record, permanent, is still there. I don't want to get it pulled over. You know. I have no sense of humor. No sense of humor. Now the permanent record today, I think, has changed. Though, I think the permanent record today has changed for us in the sense that, that now Facebook and Twitter, and what's that other one? Hop, hopscotches or some other one or something? TikTok. <laughs> I knew. I knew it was something like that. Well, you know, once you put something on there, I don't know if you know it or not, but once you put something stupid on there, whatever it is, it's on there. It's on there. It's not going away. That's the permanent record. And unfortunately, we think that God does the same way. But if you listen to verse 3 in Psalm 130, it says, he says, boy, God, he said, I'm just so glad. I'm so glad that you don't keep a record. Because if you did keep a record, who in the world would be able to stand up and say, I'm okay? Nobody. Because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? So he doesn't keep a record, praise God. Those that in the sea of forgetfulness, as far as the east is from the west, you'll never remember once you accept him as Lord and Savior. He throws that away. There's no permanent record. It's almost too much to believe, isn't it? It's almost too much to believe. Now, I have a permanent record. Phyllis Ann has a permanent record. Every once in a while, she'll bring up something I did 50 years ago, and I say, honey, don't you, aren't you supposed to forget that? Oh, she said, I have. I just wanted to remind you. <laughs> okay. We have those, pers- those of our own personal permanent records, and um, unfortunately, we keep them so that we can use them when we need them, and God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us. He wants us to have, to have forgiveness and be forgiven and not worry about anything that we have done before or even what we're going to do in the future. Let me give you another one. When God forgives us, think about the, mentioning that. Um, don't worry. Don't worry, Frankie. There's no permanent record here. <laughs> I keep saying that to Claire, by the way, and Emma. When God forgives... He not only takes care of that permanent record, but he also restores our relationship completely. We need to grab a hold of that. In verse 4 he says, with you there is forgiveness so that we can serve you in reverence. So that we can get back in that right relationship that we want to have with him and, what, and all that he has done for us and, and is able to do for us. He says to us, I've done everything and now you have to do your part. Just come back. He says, I don't want just a partial relationship. I want you to be with me all the time. I want you to have the desire of your heart 
to, to come and be in ministry with me and serve and, and help other people find, find me as their Lord and Savior. That's a, that's a great teaching that we have, my friends. It's a great teaching to tell everybody that God is not mad at us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to have that time that we can celebrate and say that he and I are together. It's that whole Psalm 27.4, if you haven't heard it. Psalm 27.4 says, the one thing that I desire, the one thing I want more than anything else in this world is to be in your presence, God. To be in your presence, to sit at your feet, to behold your beauty and just hear you talk to me. That's the desire of the, that we should have, that God has. God has that relationship that he wants us to be there. And the psalmist there says, I have that same relationship. I want it so desperately I can't do anything but work hard for it. It's difficult, friends. We can't do it. We can't do it by ourselves. We need Christ to be with us. Our God is a God who tears up that permanent record. He's a God that restores our relationship much stronger than we can even imagine. And then he is a God who forgives us completely. You have to listen to verse 7 and 8. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love. With him is full redemption. He himself will redeem us from all of our sins. That word redemption literally means ransom, ransom, or better yet, a word um, translated as rescue. He comes to us and rescues us. He has, us. he has told us that we don't need to fear about all the ugly things that we do in life because he's not going to keep a record of it. And then he, he helps us build this relationship with him that is so powerful. And, and then he looks at us and he says, that's still not enough. I'm not going to leave you where you're at. I want you to grow in this relationship, so I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to rescue you. And it's the same kind of rescue that he heard as the Israelites uh, nation cried. Uh, did you watch Ben-Hur last night, anybody? Gosh, I watched it for the 50th time, I think. <laughs> we see the story of God's redemption there and how powerful it is and how great it is. And that's what he says to us. I don't want to leave you where you're at. I want to rescue you from the mire of the ugliness that you're in, and I want to take you to a new world. A new world that's much brighter and much lighter and much happier and much more at peace in the midst of all the craziness that you've got to go through. I feel so bad for, for David and, and, and Karen. Don't you feel bad for them, you know? They, they have so much going on in their lives. And then all of a sudden they've got trees falling through their house. That's all they need. I tell you, it's just crazy as all get out. But God is there with them. They said, all we need, I said, is there anything we can do for you? Yeah, just pray. Pray. So we're praying for them, okay? God wants to rescue us from where we're at. Now, friends, I hate to say this to you, but that was the introduction. Now I'm going to get to the part where you might want to pull your feet back and, so I don't step on your toes too much. And it all goes around this whole idea of, of us teaching as being disciples of Christ 
and teaching um, God's grace in our lives. And we're thinking of, of this baptism this morning and Frankie and Francis May of, um, of baptizing her and then teaching her what God has said to us. And God has said to us today three things. If you didn't hear it, he said to us three things. Let me go to a scripture first, though. It's up there. I think I have it on the board there. Uh, it's uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 6, if you have your Bibles and want to follow along in there. Verse 9 and 15, it's the Lord's Prayer. I have something in there that I want to share with you just real quickly. We could spend a, a month of Sundays on each one of these points just out of this scripture here. It goes like this. Pray then like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And forgive us our debts. Forgive us our trespasses as we also forgive our trespassers. The psalm says, and also forgive us our debts as we forgive those. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For, listen to this, verse 14 and 15. We don't read this part. We don't want to hear this part. We don't want this part in our lives. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive the others their trespasses, my friends, do you hear what it says? Neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. I'm going to mess in your life. I think God, if nothing else, we need to be honest with, with Frankie and everybody else that we're teaching about God's love and about God's grace. And this is the, the thought that, that I want you to hear, that if you don't hear anything, because it's almost, almost, we could almost not believe it to be true. But the option, listen to this, the option does not exist. It's impossible that we can receive forgiveness and not forgive. Did you all hear that? You all with me? It's impossible. Jesus said, pray this way. Ask for forgiveness. And then go and find somebody and tell them that you forgive them. And then he says to us, if you don't understand what I'm saying is, you cannot, you cannot be a person who has received the forgiveness because you don't understand that you have received forgiveness and then hold something against somebody else. Did you get that? In other words, we can't keep a per permanent record. Now I hope in your mind right now, I hope in your mind the Holy Spirit has put somebody on your heart that you know that you can't forgive them. That you, you, you just, and you're not going to forgive them. Well, I got bad news for you. That's impossible. If you know the love of God, if you know, if you know who Jesus Christ is, your Lord and Savior, and have asked for that forgiveness, there's no way you can't give it back. Because the result of not giving it back is terrible. If you do not hear it, 
He says, if you don't forgive, my heavenly Father won't forgive you. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But it's, listen, it's impossible. The option does not exist that we have a permanent record. Nobody saying amen to that? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it. There's no way we can have a permanent record in our lives. We need to make everything we can to tear, tear that apart and throw it away and not ever remember it again. Of course, that's impossible. It's impossible, isn't it? Unless we seek God's grace, ask the Holy Spirit to give us strength beyond our imagination. The second thing we need to do is to restore those relationships. Make every effort. I don't care who it is or what they've done. Our job, our ministry, our grace, our love, our peace that we want to have in our life depends on whether we say, okay, I can go and be with them. Have that relationship. Have that relationship that says, I don't know why you're here, but if it's to tear me up, get out of here. No. If, I had some friends of mine one time. They were, I was in a church, and these were friends at another church, and they were not happy with their pastor. And um, their pastor was my mentor, and um, I loved him dearly, and they were upset with him over some stupid stuff that mattered about nothing. They came to our house at a different church. Three couples came to our house and said to us, said to us, we want to talk with you. And I looked at him, not knowing what they wanted to talk about, but I said to them, if you're here to talk about Ed Beck, you're in the wrong place. Okay? You're in the wrong place. Because I love you enough not to let you tear somebody up. I'm telling you, friends, we have to heal the relationships. And uh, pray, I pray to God that that's what they did. I told them to go home and support their pastor. No matter what, no matter what we don't like, we need to, there's too many verses in God's word that tells us we need to build our relationships with each other. Even if we don't, you know, friends, even if you don't like what's going on, we still need to love and care beyond that personal aspect. Because really, we're talking about eternal issues. We're talking about eternal issues, aren't we? God says, if you don't forgive, then I can't forgive you. Oh my. Build that, tear that permanent record up, build that relationship, and then the last thing that we need to do, if we didn't hear it, is to rescue them. We can't leave them set where they're at. We can't leave them set where they're at. I've been in so many broken relationships in, in my Christian life, in my Christian life, and I'm going to tell you, when we leave, they know that at least on my end, everything is okay. Whether it's okay on their end or not, that's not up to us. Our end is the part that we have to care for. And we want to rescue people and take them out of the, the, the anguish and the ugliness that they're in and help them find out who Jesus Christ is in, in, in this world. And um, remember, remember... <laughs> Literally, you say to them, you know, that, hey, I got the party going. I want to rescue. I got the party going. Remember the, the, the boy came back from being out and his father said, 
uh, kill the calf, get the best robe out, get the ring on his finger. My boy's alive again. That's where we're at here. That's where we're at here, same place. People need to know that we forgive them and we want to be in that relationship and that we'll do everything we can to help them find victory in Christ because that's what we have, victory in Christ. And I think that's the greatest teaching in the world. It's a teaching that says God's forgiveness is almost, it's almost too good to be true. But I want to tell you personally that it isn't. It is completely true. He cares for us more than we can ever imagine. And you and I need to lavish that kind of love on the people that are around us. It comes down to this. Just as Christ has forgiven you, and if you know that in your heart, not in your head, if you know that in your heart, that God has forgiven us, then we must, hear it, we must forgive too. Amen? That's a lot to teach that little girl. And Carly, Jason, I'm telling you, it's a lifelong thing. I'm still teaching our children and, and our grandchildren. So as we start this service, um, listen to the scripture. It comes from um, Matthew chapter 18 through 20. It says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Been given to me. So therefore, you guys go too. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teach them. Teach them. You see what we're teaching them? Every year at uh, Palm Sunday, you'll get a chance to share with little Frankie and say, Oh, let me tell you a story. And you'll teach her there. Baptize, teaching them to obey everything that uh, you know that I have commanded you. And don't worry about things. Don't worry about things as you go on that journey with me, because I'll be with you all the way, he says. I'll never leave you. Frankie, come on up with your parents, will you? (laughs) Anybody that's going to come up, come on up. 